We're the Cullies, and we decided to sell everything and move on to a boat. Are you recording? Yeah. (laughs) You didn't say that. All right. Well, for now, we're going to drop anchor, make ourselves comfortable, and tell you a story. This is episode 28 of the Drop Anchor podcast. The next chapter. Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is Kendra. So, two weeks ago, on our last episode, we said we were going to do an episode for Christmas. We lied. We. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we lied. Uh, I think things uh, got a little busier than we Some people might planned. think it's a lie. <laughs> I know, they're going to be mad. Um, no, we... So we took a 900 mile trip down to California, and... I had it in my head, and I brought up my, all my recording equipment, I had it in my head that either we'll be able to do some recording while we're driving, or when we stop at a rest area, or in the hotel, or anything, and then I thought, okay, well maybe when we're at your parents' house, since that's why we were going down there, and there was never a good time for it. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things where, you know, you you do the whole, like, read the room, you know? You know what I'm Yeah. No, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I can't tell. You're just staring at me. <laughs> I just like looking at you. Oh, okay. You know, read the room and yeah, this isn't the right time. And for me, I feel like almost immediately I felt like, hmm, I need to disconnect from all the things. So I didn't do any social media either. No, oh, so this was like an actual complete break from all of our normal routine for you. Yeah. I felt like I'm just going to Spend time with family and with our kids Mm. and not think about it too much. I think you might have thought about it more than I did. A couple of times I thought, oh, maybe we could, but it's so loud. There's a lot of people couldn't figure out where we would go to. To actually sit and record. Right. So for you, this was a break from your normal routine. For me, I was still working. So I had my work laptop out the entire time. Yes, I know. um, (laughs) (laughs) I know, you know. Um. No, I had a lot of, and I still do actually, we've got, based on when we're recording right now, uh, we've got a couple more days left before the end of the year, and I work in a sales organization, and so closing out the year uh, means kind of working until the very, very, very end. Right. So I I couldn't really break away at a lot of my... Right, so then the time that you could, it was kind of at night. Right, right. And we played lots of games, yeah. lots of laughs, so again... You're not going to stop a game and say, hey, we're going to record. Right. That so, would have been awkward. So rather than have this episode be a pre-Christmas, Merry Christmas kind of episode, um, I guess we'll be looking back a little bit and kind of talking about, um, you know, maybe talking about Christmas traditions. You know, what what we do um, as a mm. family, maybe what we did growing up. Um, I feel like I've started to throw traditions out the door. That's weird for me to yeah. say. That is weird. So, I mean, we spent most of our marriage doing my traditions. Right. And I was thinking about that. This year and last year were so different than what we've normally done. And I'm ready to do the next year already different again. Yeah. Like, maybe different is our new tradition. (laughs) So, okay, before we go into that, um, we should probably talk about a few things that happened before Christmas, like before we... Uh, went on our trip. So 
our family, well, I guess Kendra's family, lives about 900 miles south of us down in Central Valley, California. And we, and we've done this a lot, actually. We decided to take a road trip down and go visit them. We've done it a lot, you said? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, not for two years, though. Right. It's, it's it was our longest, our longest way away. Right. We thought about how, you know, there's some logistics, right? We, we have a dog that lives on our boat with us and it's not like like we've gone on other trips where we were gone for a while and we had friends just come over and just check on the dogs feed them and water them and whatnot right we lived on acreage where they could run they had places they could sleep and people that could uh take care of them while we were gone right and now that we live in a marina a locked marina <laughs> right you have to have a key code to get in um it's not it's absolutely not convenient to have any of our friends come and check on animals for us well especially porter he has to be walked three times a day to go to the bathroom right so there's not anyone you can no, ask right <laughs> to um, do that and we talked about boarding him somewhere and we use that phrase and i actually have no idea what that really I've means i've seen boarding places i know that they exist and i had planned on asking but what some... happens in them i don't know i don't I they don't get a, they get a kennel and sleep in it and get fed and watered. Do they? I mean, do they get to run around? Where do they go to use the bathroom? I'm sure they let them out. You know, yard I, yard time like prison. <laughs> oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I mean, anyhow, I don't know. There's probably lots of people they could tell us how it works. I'm sure, but he's eight years old and we've never kenneled him. So part of our fear is. What do you, I mean, it would be completely. And and to I be mean, fair, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that's worried about him being traumatized. We did kennel one of my dogs growing up. Yeah. The Dalmatian. We kenneled him once. Yeah. On one of our trips. It It is a thing. Right. I mean, I know you know it's a thing. <laughs> well, in any event, we decided to bring him along and we decided to leave the cat on the boat. Well, not on the boat, in the boathouse. Right. Where... The litter box being outside in the boathouse, uh, we, we left lots and lots of food and lots and lots of water and just kind of crossed our fingers that she'd be okay. <laughs> we did have someone check on her. Um, yeah, not not one of our, our friends who lives outside the marina. We have a uh, a groundskeeper. What? No, that's not what, I, what he's called. What is he? I don't know. But I, I refer to him. He's the He's the caretaker. And so he actually lives here at the marina. He doesn't live on a boat, though. He lives in a house that's attached to the marina. Right, right. Like, just on shore. Right. Um, anyhow, he makes his rounds, checks on things, and I texted him after Christmas and asked him uh, if he could just swing by and pop into our boathouse and check in. Mm -hmm. He said the cat had food, had water, and hissed at him. So <laughs> she was fine. Uh, yeah. She's probably lonely. She's been nonstop snuggling since we got back, but. Yeah, she's she's a very needy cat emotionally. Yeah. Um, like she likes belly rubs. Yeah, that's that's the weirdest thing. Like I've a dog. Never ever met a like... cat that likes to have its belly <laughs> rubbed. <laughs> um, anyhow, uh, we left the cat. We brought the dog. Made the trek down. Um, I suppose before we before we went down, probably important to say it was we had I think the wettest December on record here in Washington. Well, I think wettest day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the 22nd or 23rd or whatever. Like right. Wet, I don't remember which day right. exactly. Um, it was like one day. It was the day before we left. It just poured. 
Right. Um, it's called a pineapple express. We got water coming in from Hawaii. So it's a warm rain, but it basically is like a river in the sky. In the sky. Dumping and it water just on us. dumps on us. I think we got three inches that day. Oh, I don't know. Probably. But we were trying to finish, un- like, not unpacking. Oh, unloading unpacking. the house. Yeah. yeah. So we knew that that was closing either the day before we got back or the day after we got back, but close enough that we should empty the house. We're emptying the house in pouring rain. Um, Taking stuff to the storage unit in pouring rain. Right. And then uh, making sure that the other bow we owned was okay in the rain. Right. <laughs> Um, because we had a buyer for that one lined up. Yeah. So that's, I guess that's kind of a crazy thing. Before we left for our Christmas vacation, we had a buyer lined up for the Tollycraft. Mm-hmm. And his plan was to come and get it while we were gone. Right. He paid us, I think the day we left. Right. And then he said he's coming like the next day. And I already had plans that we would be taking off, so he came and got it while we weren't here. Right. So I had to actually make arrangements with the caretaker to coordinate when to come get it and make sure that he was able to get the boat out safely and, and off and running. But the Tollycraft has been sold, gone. Like, yep. we left, we owned it, and then we came back and we don't own it. So that's awesome. And as of today, we don't own a house. Right. We are houseless, we homeless, are houseless. whatever you want to say. We are... We truly are, pirates. True, <laughs> I was going to say truly liveaboards, but yes, we are officially pirates uh, with a mail stop <laughs> and a slip in the marina. Well, sure, but I just, I no, don't no, know. No, I totally agree with you. I know. I it, feel like a pirate it, Yeah, it feels kind of crazy that we don't, I mean, this is where we live. So. I think I want to get a pirate flag just to have. Sure, go ahead. Yes. I think I want, <laughs> what do I get? Shoot, I should have had something in the waiting. Um, okay, so we, what, anything, oh, there was a boat that sank at the marina. So the day it rained. Yeah. Tons and tons and tons and tons. So that morning, um, was it a school day? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that morning I was taking the kids to the car to, to drive them off to school and the kids were mentioning that it kind of stunk and it, it smelled like gasoline. Yeah. And there has been a fuel leak in the marina. Like there was... One of the boats in the marina had a fuel leak and and a bunch of diesel got into the bilge and then the bilge pumps pumped it all out. And so there was just diesel fuel everywhere. So that's Mm. a thing that can happen. Uh, And that has its own smell. But this definitely smelled like gasoline. Um, Doesn't everybody wish they could live on a boat? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we smelled it. Couldn't tell exactly where it was coming from. But I just thought, oh, kind of similar to what happened with that other boat where fuel got into the water it happened here and so took him off to school walked back could still smell it in the air then later that afternoon i think i think i noticed it when i brought the girls home from school there was a uh, a boathouse with the door wide open just on our path and i looked inside and thought wow that's a small boat no it was a regular size boat half submerged under the water mm-hmm. so that smell was uh, that boat sinking or that boat having sunk. And and that was the day we left. Yeah, yeah. So we're loading and our last, we decided to leave early. So we left at night. So it's dark. It's raining. Because I just figured, let's get out of here. It's pouring rain anyway. We might as well right. get on the road, head to California. So our last 
walk out of our marina and I'm sitting here thinking, this is the first time we've left our boat. Did we turn all the right things on? Did we turn the right things off? Is it going to not sink while we're gone? (laughs) It's different than locking up your house to leave for vacation. Very different. Oh, I guess some things are similar, right? Make sure the stove's off. Make sure the heaters are turned low if you need to. Make sure all the water pumps are still working. Yeah. That's new. Well, actually, there's one more thing that I don't know if you thought about. But we've, as we've discovered, sometimes the breakers pop, right? We need, right. Because like, we're running too much electricity. Um, so if our breakers pop, then we no longer have a battery charger. And I if, don't know where you're going with this. You're just making like big eyes like I should know. <laughs> well. And it's terrifying, but I don't know what Some you're... of the extremely important systems on our boat, like our bilge pumps. Yeah. Run off the batteries. Not off the plug-in oh, electricity. Oh, well, right. It's the same like if there was a big power outage or something while we're gone. Eventually, eventually the batteries would run dry. Right? And we're not here to deal with it. So, right. I mean, it's it's a little bit scary to leave town. And so... It's funny. The, we say that, but people leave their boats in the marina for months right, at a time. Right. But, right. And during those times when those people oh, yeah, can't, they <laughs> can't get to them... <laughs> And the caretakers having to break into their boathouses because something's gone wrong. So we purposely didn't lock everything up and let the caretaker know we were gone. Right, right. Anyway, we're walking the docks. It's dark. It's raining. We pass this boathouse with the door open. It stinks to high heaven because the sea... The sea otters. otters. So it's not just the smell of gasoline this time. It's that and the smell of sea Because it's an an unattended boat and boathouse right so it's for when when that happens sea otters usually kind of take over the boathouse and we have a couple of them in our marina that have done that so the smell is horrific and i turn and i look in and it's like a creepy horror movie because it's one of those it's dark out but the mooner maybe was the mooner the moon (laughs) the moon was bright yeah so you could see the boat in there in the dark halfway like in the water sinking. And the other weird thing is because... And there's the, divers everywhere that they were going to go under when we left. Yeah. Because the boat is also tied to the boathouse. Like the only thing keeping the boat from fully sinking is that it was connected to the boathouse. Right. So the boathouse, the back of it, is being dragged underwater. I mean... Right. And so it's... Right. So everything is like kind of sunk and Kind low. of like a fun house weird. The yeah. lines are all wrong. And it's pouring <laughs> rain and I look over and the diver's about to dive in and it's just this... You can't help but feel this, you know, pit in your stomach. We're leaving our boat. Right. <laughs> and, and here's this boat. So that was how we left town. Right. Right. But we quickly forgot about I mean, you you know, you, yeah, you walk just away. Stop and, worrying, yeah. <laughs> you stop worrying. I have a bunch of security crank cameras that are mounted in the boathouse now. They are not hooked up. So I couldn't actually look to see if everything was okay. I think that'll be a project for this week. Mm-hmm. I'll get that set up so I can well, see. Well now that. now that we've uh downsized officially to no house and only one boat our list of what we're doing is going to grow for this boat and this boathouse. Yes. So. Because when we projects. came back, when we came back, we were immediately aware of some things that needed to get taken <laughs> yeah. care of. We'll talk about that in a bit. We're so excited to get home and then reminded, oh, we live on a we boat. We live on a boat and have boat issues. Um, okay. So in California, um, we have Kenders Are we folks. like spinning background to, to the tradition side of, I th- I th- is that where you're going back? I think so. Unless... 
Oh, I guess the only other interesting thing that happened before we went down to California is that you were viciously attacked by a raccoon. That's not funny. It's also not true. I know. You're just <laughs> mocking me that I got scared by a raccoon, so I but received... I was holding the dog. So Kendra, in it, so I received this phone call and Kendra... I was trying to be nice and take him for a walk without you knowing because I always feel bad that you walk the dog so much. So and I, I appreciate thought, that. I'll take him for his last nighttime walk so you don't have to. So in the meanwhile, I get this phone call, this frantic, frantic phone call. Josh, oh my gosh, Josh, you need to come here quick. Oh, Josh, Josh, you got to come here quick. Oh no, it's, it's, and then I say, okay. And so I hang up. You could have said, what's going on? You could have said what's going on. But you could have also asked. You were in such a panic. Anyhow. um, When you see a raccoon on the docks facing you and you've got a big old black lab that wants to charge it, it's a little scary and it's raining and it's dark. So And it's a raccoon. So by the time I get there, can't even see the raccoon anymore. Well, no, because he took his cute little hands and climbed (laughs) over the side and then went under the docks and climbed alongside some, I don't know, pipes and stuff. Anyway, he seemed to have gotten out. So in addition to sea otters, which can wreak havoc inside a boathouse by way of the smell, um, we can get raccoons in the marina. And apparently, according to um, the Yacht Club Facebook page, uh, it's happened before. Like, they do there have get been, on and they do cause damage. There have been a damage. family that, yeah, that got in. Right. Um, there are, we, we're, we know there's rodents. I've seen a rat. Yeah. Um, just... Well, even the boathouse we moved into it, he had mousetrap stuff. Right, right. So, we uh, have a cat. We're hoping that she catches mice. Right. We, have, I mean, we haven't seen any mice in our boathouse or anything. But, but we have pets. So. Right, right. Um, the other... Not that we've, well, I mean, I guess it was close enough. We've seen sea lions. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seen seals. There's seals swimming around the marina all the time. Right. Sea lions never come close to where we're at, but we've seen sea lions as we're leaving our inlet. Right. And so. if you, um, I suppose if you're in any way relate, you know, involved with boating or anywhere near the water, you might have seen on Facebook or on the news, um, a news article that came out a couple weeks ago about uh, a sailboat that had a couple of giant, giant sea lions camping out on top of it, like basically sinking the back half of the of the sailboat. Now, it was a sailboat that wasn't in a marina. It's kind of either anchored. I think that there think was, was a, anchored out, yeah. right. There was debate on how it was tied up, but it wasn't around other boats. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. But it was around us. I mean, in Olympia, it's it happened here. Well, a different inlet. Right, right, right. Um, I only mention that because I, I've seen people sharing that post that are like on the other side of the country. And so I just thought, oh, you know, for anyone that, that that saw that, that happened pretty close to us, actually. And you suppose we had about six people we know send it to us? Right, right. We had people <laughs> texting us and sending us the link like, like oh, no, is that you? Be careful. <laughs> I mean, I would not want to wake up to them on my swim step. No, right. They are nasty. And we've passed them and I've had you slow down and i think we talked about it on a podcast yep where i'm like slow down they're so cute and then they're barking and, and hissing hissing yeah not making so cute. horrible noises at you and then you're like oh you're not very cute the seals are extremely cute and when they we are. take the dinghy out they kind of just pop up and they look ser- like seriously just curious right right and these guys are just mean they do yeah so the seals what's funny is i think that porter our dog 
thinks that they are a dog in the Maybe. water. Maybe. They look like one. Yeah, because, like, I know that when he sees other animals, like, because I've had him when when he's around a raccoon and around possums, whatever, and he's growling and, like, he wants to kill it or something. He did not want to kill the raccoon the other night. He just wanted... What was he doing? He kept just wanting to charge it, like, well, chase how it. How do you know what he wanted to I don't do? know. But when he sees the seals and I'm holding him back, he's whimpering. Like he wants to play. Like that, play. Yeah, I think he wants to play. Yeah. We don't, don't think... know. We Neither of us know what our dog is thinking. I suppose, I suppose that's true. <laughs> this is kind of an absurd conversation. It is. <laughs> um, okay. So prior to us going down to California, we had the boat, the, the tolly craft ready for sale. We had the house pending you know, for sale. Anything else that we need to cover before we talk about being in California? Nope. Okay. Well, then I guess the next part is we have our dog in the back of our Honda Pilot. We have all the kids crammed in. We borrowed a car topper. Which uh, we've never done. We've we've well, never we've never had a car topper in all of our trips back and forth. We always just filled the back of the car. Yeah, and our car didn't even have a roof rack. We actually had to buy a roof rack in order to borrow the car topper. <laughs> <laughs> um, but holy smokes, you can cram a lot of stuff into that. Like yeah. all of our suit, all of our, our duffel bags were up in there, yeah. um, which made a lot of room for, or plenty of room anyway, for the dog. Yeah. So mm. road trip down, mm-hmm. fairly uneventful. We have to go through a couple of passes. We've made that road trip a lot of times. Yeah. I mean, after 17 years, we've made that trip many times. Yeah. And you don't really know what to expect. Um, when our oldest daughter was just born... Like, she was a oh, couple yeah. of months old. So, she was born in November. Yeah. So... Two months later? Like, one month later. Yeah, she was about a month and a half old. Yeah, we took a month and a half uh, year old child and made the trip down to California. We'd been married, what, two years? Something like that. No, one. Two? I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Again, back to the, like, well, helicopter. Uh, back to we're old and trying to go back into the right. <laughs> memory bank. Um, we, on that trip, on the way back, we got trapped in a blizzard. So do you know I told the girls this story? I think you were sleeping. Oh, on this trip? Uh-huh. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, when I went... Because I, I was sleeping. <laughs> right. So I drove through the pass. Okay. And this trip, and you were sleeping, and I was telling the girls how crazy it was that, okay, so 17, 18 years that I've been making that trip back and forth, this time of year, I have never made that trip without snow in the ground. So maybe there's not snow on the road, but oh, there's, but there's always snow always somewhere. Yeah. snow somewhere. There was no snow. This I was the didn't see any snow at all. Driest, yeah. craziest. I mean, only in like the very tips of the mountains was Which there snow. Which is weird because we left on one of the wettest days in Washington we've ever experienced. Yeah, I think it must just be too warm. Mm, so yeah. it's so warm because when I looked at all the temps, even if it said a chance of snow, the daytime temp was so high I knew it would melt. It would, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't stick around. So I wasn't too worried about chains and all that, which we've normally had to do. So I was explaining to the girls that the year, so that would have been 2003. I think so. Yeah. That's when she uh, was we left my parents' house and headed home. And I think we even left early because we knew snow was coming. Right. Made sure we had chains. And we headed into, is that the Siskiyous? Siskiyous? Yep. It's a weird name. Siskiyous. Siskiyous Pass. And... You were driving, and it's getting close to maybe 10 o'clock at night. We talked about pulling over for a hotel, but hadn't really decided yet. And all of a sudden, the traffic is just comes to a complete stop. 
So much so that do you remember getting out and making a snowman? Yes. Well, Hayden, I... I do remember that. Just kind of... I sat in the back seat with Hayden and... I made a full-size snowman <laughs> while stuck in traffic. <laughs> it just... And then it, we saw some cop cars go by and it, it was all really confusing and it was late at night. Long story short, in about 11 o'clock at night is when we we were told, and I think drivers were just kind of telling each other, the pass is... Ahead of us had shut had down. Had shut yeah. down and everyone was turning around. So eventually we got through to be able to turn around. We had chains on at that point. We turn around, and they'd close the pass. South of us, yeah. The south. So we were literally stuck on a mountain, and the only town that we could make it to was Wairika. We pull into Wairika, and there's no hotels left. Right. We tried several. So we actually slept in our car. At a gas, like right by a gas station. <laughs> a gas station, and just kind of turned it on, the car on, maybe every half hour or so to warm it up. I pretty much emptied our suitcase and put on all the clothes I had, my bathrobe, everything, and just held Hayden on my chest because she was a baby. Yeah. And the pass was actually closed for two days. So the next morning, somehow... Well, I, I hung out in the hotel lobby. Right, the next and day. And asked if there was any rooms available. And of course, I mean, it crossed my mind that if the passes were closed, people probably weren't planning to leave, but someone, someone did. Someone did, because there was one room that opened up that we got. Yep. But and, and we were stuck there for two days. <laughs> yeah. And I had just started a new job there. And I had to call in and say, yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to be late coming back from my vacation. I had a really good boss who was so understanding. And she, and she said, you know what? Just don't even worry about it. I won't even mark these days against you. Um, you know, you're obviously stuck and just get back safely. So we so we slept one night in the car. We slept at least one night in the hotel. Did yeah. we stay two nights? I don't, I don't think so, but restaurants were running out of food. Yeah. Uh, we went to Black a rest- Bear Diner. Yep, we went to Black Bear Diner, <laughs> and they were basically like, these are the few things we have left to, to choose from. <laughs> right, right. So, kind of scary. So, that was an adventure. And so, contrasting that with this trip where no snow at all. Yeah. Yeah, it was... It no was... weird weather. It was pretty warm. We didn't need our winter coats even, so yeah. it was a good trip that that part of it was yeah. great i mean it was all around a good trip which is... right so um heading south we stopped at a hotel this is where and i suppose if you have ever traveled with a dog you already know this but this is my first time um kendra apparently knew because she looks at me and says i told you that josh um <laughs> but i i didn't know how many hotels were pet friendly like i actually thought that the only only hotels that we would find that would allow a dog to sleep inside were like skeezy old motels. You know, we've we've slept with him other times, right? In we've, a hotel, yeah. Did we t- did we tell the hotel? Yeah. <laughs> really? When I, I... we moved here, we brought him. Where did he sleep? Nope, we were in the camper. Yeah. See. I feel like we have had him, but maybe not. Hmm. I don't think so. Anyhow, so hotels. The uh, sky is alive today. That's, <laughs> that's a truck. That's not an airplane. No, it's a it's a Jack uh, Jake break on a truck. Um, You're a Jake break. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mister, I know all the sounds. No, no I just know some of the sounds. <laughs> um, so anyhow, uh, yeah, hotels. Uh, there's a lot of them that are dog friendly, and some that charge a little bit for a deposit, some that don't. So, yeah. Yeah, I I kind of figured that it's. I mean, lots of people have dogs and travel with them. Well, Airplanes. This was my hotels. first time. 
first time asking the hotel if we were allowed to bring the dog in and and we were so it was fine it's more um, like are we allowed to bring our three children they might destroy the place right i uh, mean yeah. <laughs> i suppose there's that um so we did bring the dog did we already talk about not bringing the cat on this trip did i already say that no oh so we didn't bring the cat um why we, would you bring a cat in a car with ugh. a litter box ugh. Ugh. Cats. Stink. we have traveled with cats i remember uh, one of my cats when I was a kid, because we moved all the time, you know, back and forth across the country, so we always had animals in our car <laughs> when we moved. And I had this one cat. He was very white and fluffy, and he would always want to sleep on the dash. And my mom was driving, and I'd get she'd get mad at me because you know your cat's on the dash. But mm-hmm. like he was scared. That's where he wanted to lay. Right, right. We've traveled with kittens. Um, just because for whatever reason, I, I feel we've, like maybe we'd move and the way we'd console our kids is by getting them a kitten. Is that, <laughs> or just the weird, weird timing? No, it was weird timing. Our cat had, had kittens and then she got hit by a car. Oh, that's So right. I agreed that we could take the kittens with us. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. But we moved with Hayden's cat, Molly. She had to have gone down with us to California. We've had so many cats. That's true. I know that we've traveled with them and in cars. They're just not as fun. And, and the other thing is you never know if they, they're so sneaky. They could like hop out of the car. Right. So right. you open doors really carefully when you're traveling with a cat. Right. Anyway, pets. You gotta love them. Yep. Uh, but we don't have to bring them apparently uh, because we were able to leave our cat uh, outside the boat. Definitely not inside, um, but outside the boat with a very, uh, the very full bowl of food. And water and the litter box, and she was fine. Yeah, I mean, she's covered. It's like leaving a cat in a, in garage a garage. Yeah, yeah. For you know a week, and we did have the caretaker check on her. Right. Um, I felt a little like she is our oldest daughter's cat, and so even though I have no attachments to her, if something <laughs> did happen, I'd feel a little bad. Um, so I did call the caretaker and ask if he could just pop into the boathouse and check. And uh, I got a text. Uh, the day after Christmas saying, yep, she's got plenty of food, plenty of water, and she hissed at me, um, which all sounds normal for our cat. So I feel like you mentioned at the beginning of this, we were going to talk about traditions. and then We're getting there. We're, we're talking about getting to California. Well, I have to admit something. Okay. I don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> and it's been two weeks since we recorded. Uh-huh. I feel like we might have talked about some traditions on our last podcast. I don't remember. I mean, See? I, oh, well, we're I getting have to listen so to it because I, I, no, <laughs> I have to listen to it because I edit it. Um, I go through and make sure everything, you know. But didn't I say like, when I was a kid, we danced around the tree? See? Yeah. So there's some traditions I talked about. Okay. Maybe. But we did change things up quite a bit this year. Well, I mean, I guess we changed one major thing this year. Right. I feel like other traditions were done. So we've got a few things that throw us off. So I'm not eating some foods. <laughs> we for... are on a food journey right now, folks. Well, I'm on a food journey. I have some... Well, I'm going with you. Watching oh, you on this journey. I was going to say watching. <laughs> I was going to say, listen up, buddy. I sat and watched you eat cookies for a week. <laughs> I didn't eat a single cookie. Oh. Um, I have some autoimmune, do you call them disorders? Well, you do have an autoimmune issue. Yeah. And we 
think we might have figured out some foods that you are actually allergic to that you didn't know you were allergic to. I think to. because you don't think you're allergic if you're not getting the standard... Like hives and Right, my throat itches and, throat. and yeah, I can't yeah. breathe and I've got hives or I got a rash. You know, we're, it's funny. I have also discovered a food allergy for myself. I mean, this is actually Along kind of Along the journey, yeah. 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 Just because I started feeding them to you because they're like, oh, they're healthy and I'll eat walnuts. Turns uh, out walnuts. <laughs> Josh is allergic to walnuts, folks. <laughs> Make you break out in hives. You thought it was the laundry detergent. I'm like, no, I didn't really change. Not the laundry detergent, the little dryer sheets. But even then, they weren't, you weren't getting the hives on the same day I was using them. That's what oh, I knew okay, that. Okay. Like I just done our sheets. Yeah. You weren't getting hives in the sheets. <laughs> so what's nice is walnuts don't make up uh, most people's everyday diet. Uh, so it's pretty quick to determine, okay, there's an issue. Like she, Kendra was, was making me breakfast every morning, including walnuts. And by the mid to late afternoon and evening, uh, I would have hives all over my legs, all over my belly, my arms. Uh, and I, I honestly thought it was the new detergent or dryer sheets or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And anyway. Yeah, and I'd have stomach issues, which I don't want to go into too much detail yeah. about, but yeah. So food issues. Yes, yes, yes. So we are just kind of changing things that we eat, or mostly me, throughout the week to see what bothers me or what doesn't, maybe, if I can pinpoint something. And it happened to fall around Christmas. Which is a terrible time to so, have a restrictive diet. Yeah. So I watched a lot of people eat a lot of things that I didn't eat. So that was that was my Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it actually isn't too bad. Once you've given up sugar for a while, I mean, you really don't miss it as much as you think you would. Yeah. You do in the beginning, but I haven't done uh, sugar in two months, so. Right, right. Well, here's the thing. It's not just, it's not just the sugar. And if anyone has ever explored different food... Uh, protocols or diets there are so many different opinions on the optimal way to eat yes. and it will just make your head spin like we, we watched this documentary on vegan like like on veganism right and and they were like oh we should be vegans yeah like, like I, I watched these, these two documentaries and I, I honestly was like i'm gonna start 2020 being 100 percent vegan because these people have me completely convinced there's just so much information yeah. So much information. So then we're on a 900-mile drive. What do you do? You listen, listen to, to podcasts, podcasts about, about food. Well, because we're most people don't. I, you do. Well, we did. We did. <laughs> because I'm still trying to figure out which one's the truth. And it's, it's not even about truth. It's just well, which information is most relevant to us, right? Because I think there are some people that... Well, need, yeah, that are probably benefit from eating a certain way because of their. And that's what we're learning. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, we listened to one on meat while we're driving, so we're no longer vegans. <laughs> <laughs> I was a vegan for a whole three days, I think. It's just a journey. Yeah. Um, this is also probably part of getting older. Like your kids don't care; they're not thinking about it. Their bodies, they're not broken in any way yet true i suppose there's, there's <laughs> something about that um i think because of your autoimmune issues and some of the allergies that we're discovering you're just going to need to think about food more often and i think that some people do yeah you know uh some people end up with diabetes 
And of course they have to think about food more. Right. Regulating it's, the sugar and it's, all that. Yeah. It's a regular thing. I think some people are very fortunate to go through life not ever having to think about it. Right. And just getting to eat. And some of us drew that straw that is the straw of we got to think about what you're eating. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I, I think that like one of the things that I'm discovering as I'm listening to these different shows and, you know, and reading up on it is maybe everyone just, I mean, we, we talk about things being on a spectrum, right? Maybe everyone is a little bit allergic to things to, to a varying degree. And maybe when we say allergic or intolerance or whatever, you know, your body reacts to food. I mean, it, it doesn't just turn it into energy. It reacts in different ways. And, you know, some people have uh, a very strong uh, reaction to peanuts. And by strong, I mean it will make them die. Right. Um, but some people just have a mild tummy ache or just a slightly scratchy throat. Well, that's the thing. I don't have any of those things. I never have had a reaction to food that I could gauge. Except for bell peppers and onions, right? I mean... Well, they make me burp. Right, which... That's it. We would... I think growing I mean, up, we would never say that burping is any sort of sign of, of a problem. Like, you drink a soda and you'll have to burp, right? Right. Um, but... I stopped eating peppers years ago because I burped so much, though. Right. So, I just stopped eating them. And I didn't enjoy them so much that I missed them. Right. How <laughs> did you figure out that, like, garlic and onions were a problem? No, see, that's the thing. I'm on a new thing the next... These last couple of days, you got to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure... I read something else, and I'm not sure if I'm allergic to them or if I don't make enough stomach acid to work through certain foods. And so they irritate things as they are exiting mm. <laughs> because I didn't digest them properly. So it starts way up in the beginning. Okay. Anyway, that's my new... Am, am I, I might not be allergic to garlic and onions. Interesting. I know. Keep up. Okay. So this is a journey <laughs> was, and there's lots of that. twists and turns, apparently. <laughs> and if so. you're listening and you have food advice, I'm taking all the advice and just writing everything down. And But anyway. as far as a universal, we are, you are more than me, uh, decreasing our sugar intake. So if we're talking about traditions. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. I think partly what throws off Christmas this year for me is most of my traditions are around food. Mm. That'll throw your traditions right out the door. Yeah. Right? Whereas I don't care about food at all. You, and you Well, you didn't bring any of those to the table of our marriage. Right. You didn't right. come saying, my grandma made this every year. We have to eat this. Right. I have so many <laughs> food traditions. Hmm. Yeah. Deciding that it's okay to change traditions is something I decided last year. So I kind of have been building up to this, you can break the traditions thing. Yeah. But I grew up thinking you couldn't. You have to have lefsa. You have to have butterhorns. Most of the things I'm listing. What's lefsa? Like I know what it is, but I think a lot of people might not. So a lot of these things are Danish. Okay. Um, hmm. Lefsa might be German because my grandma not only did her traditions, she incorporated my grandpa's. Okay. So she's Danish. He was German, and she b made both. So I, the line of which is which, I forget. Lefsa might be German. Okay. Uh, it basically was way back in the day when they made mashed potatoes for a holiday. Then they would take those leftover mashed potatoes the next day and add flour. 
and make them into a very, very flat pancake. Okay. So then they'd fry them. And then you just, when you don't eat them hot, though, you kind of let those sit. And then you take a ton of butter (laughs) (laughs) and put butter and tons of sugar. And then you roll them up and you eat them. I mean, you're taking potatoes and flour and butter and And sugar. sugar. So much of that and eating it. Something I'm also learning is that back in the day when they did that, you probably as a kid, because it was leftovers, you probably got like one. Oh. But now you go, you know, a hundred years. You make that as your Right. Now we're making it. And as a kid, we'd sit and eat like five or six of them a day. Because my grandma would start making them in like November. And freezing them. So by the time Christmas rolled around, there would just be stacks of these pancakes and his, her grandkids because she wanted to feed us and make us happy. And so you'd eat tons of them. Yeah. It's the same thing. I, I, I'm basically my conclusion to some of the food stuff is we ate so much less of these things. And now we have an abundance of these things. So we eat flour, sugar, butter hmm. as much as we want to. Instead of it being a treat. They probably ate it once a year and they probably only got to have one or two. Yeah, yeah. That's my guess. I don't actually know. So, walking away from that sort of food-based tradition, what does that... Does that affect your sense of identity? Does that... What does that do to you? You, Other than you miss out on a treat. I think you would think that it does, but I'm really embracing some new things. Okay. So last Christmas, I decided I just wanted us to get a hotel and go to Seattle with the kids, just the five of us. And I I did very few gifts for the girls. I think they each got just, you know, a few things. And we spent Christmas Eve swimming in the pool at the hotel. hotel yeah. And on Christmas Day, I didn't cook. We went and got Chinese. I wanted it to be just completely different. So. Yeah. I think I'd made a couple batches of cookies that I brought with us, but that's basically it. So we didn't have a lot of sweets. Um, I think it was fun. I think it was a lot of fun. I think, I think it was Charlie the least... was the only one that didn't have fun. I think youngest. it was the least stressful Christmas oh, we've sure. ever had. I think that was the addicting part. Yeah. Like <laughs> a lot of the tradition becomes these expectations of of what it's supposed to be like and then being let down because nothing ever meets your expectations and if it does like that's the pinnacle of achievement well, and man what a what a heavy weight to have to try to carry and i'm i'm not saying like we had a bad time in california because we had a we had a great time there was no there was no drama i mean and that's the thing that's what movies and all those things are made of is when you Decide on one day, everybody's going to get together, be hyped up on sugar and eggnog, (laughs) and and shove them all into one room, and, you know, you've hyped up the kids, you've given them toys and and sugar. I mean, I guess that's just thinking, and we watch Christmas Vacation and we laugh. Right, right. But, you know, (laughs) it's just funny. And not that we had all those... I'm not saying that we had Christmases like that, which is what drove me to wanting to do something different. I don't know what made me decide when you're the... I know that it snowed last year, and I did not want to drive through the passes. Right, right. So that's kind of what started it, is we didn't go to California because of the passes, and I didn't want to mess with it. And it was a really bad year, kind of like the 2003 year, and I didn't want to get stuck in the passes. Right, right. Um, 
And I decided some families go places on the holidays, so why don't we try that? Why do we have to do the same thing? Right. I don't know. I, I mean, in two months later, I said we should live on a boat. <laughs> I might be going through midlife crisis. It's hard to say what I'm going through. But thanks so, for going with me on yeah. my journey of discovering... I don't know. What am I discovering? Right, right. This is... A, Kendra <laughs> is trying to find herself, and I'm following her. Um so we did go to California, which is sort of our tradition. We do typically do that. No, no, this year. Oh, we did, we, no, <laughs> I was like, what year, are we, we talking about? Yeah. This year we did go to California. So as far as breaking from tradition, we didn't break from tradition on that, but we did make the decision. And if you've been following along, you know that this is probably my favorite thing um, is Kendra decided let's not do any Why is it always gifts. me? I, I I mean, just listening to you say that, <laughs> I think people are probably listening, thinking I'm a crazy person who drives all these weird decisions. Can't we say we decided? Well, we could, but we wouldn't be being fully honest. But still, you're just making, I, I feel like we're just displaying crazy. And... No. Are you sure? I think that you like change. You like to well, do things differently. that's obvious. <laughs> no, right, right. And I am more relaxed about things, and so I go along with the change, and it's fine. And change has always been something I do. We've talked about this. I change my hair. I change my clothes, my nails. Uh, I mean, I'm always, how can I change something? I get it, that, right, that right. itch or whatever, and I change something. But traditions and holidays were something I never changed. That was an area I didn't change for a long time. I mean, right. I made sure we had the same things. We did the same, played the same games, danced around the tree. I grew up this way. This is what we're going to do. Somehow along the way, I decided that was something that I wanted to change too. And I don't know why. Right. So deciding that we were not going to do gifts, what was the catalyst for that for you? Well, I had two reasons. Well, I'm going to guess one of them. Um, because I think we've talked about it, and I don't know if we ever connected the dots to say that's what it was. It seems like if we were going to go through all the trouble of downsizing our <laughs> house, getting onto a boat, and then constantly having this awareness that we can't keep bringing things onto a boat, that the idea of frantically looking for gifts to then have to bring home onto the boat, uh, it, it seemed like it would be a little counterproductive. There goes a boat. Sorry, I was watching. One of our neighbors or <laughs> One somebody. One of our neighbors is going by. See, they took their boat out. Um, yes. So my my main thought was I just convinced our kids, and not like a bad convince, but to downsize. To go through their room and and again if you've been listening, reduced to one tenth of the number of teddy bears. We or gave whatever. them like one box <laughs> for their whole room. You know, Hayden got to keep more than them, but that's only because she'll be leaving soon. So she got like a bigger bin that goes into the storage unit, right? Because um, she's older, she had a few more things. Anyway, I just convinced them all to downsize, to live with less. What, what would be the point of buying them all these presents then? Right, right, and. They have everything that they need. It's, it, I just, I guess I did some soul searching this year on the meaning of Christmas too and the whole thought process, pro, the thought process of Christmas and, um, what it means to give a gift. 
And if you watch your kids when they are told that they have to get a gift. So we they did uh, gift exchanges at school this year. Oh, get a gift for someone else, you mean? Yeah. yeah. When you watch how they do that, it's not out of the kindness of their heart. So then what is the point of a gift? So trying to teach some life lessons, I guess, this year. Yeah, getting um, past this whole obligation gift giving thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a couple of reasons that just kind of kept piling on as we got closer to Christmas. Mm. So I just kind of decided no gifts. Right. I would much rather buy someone a gift because I was thinking of them and I saw something and I missed them than an obligation gift. Yeah. I no, I, I completely agree with you. Um, I I also... It's, sorry. It's hard to come not come across as Scrooge, though. <laughs> Um, I, I think that it's probably more likely that I'm the more Scrooge-like person because I love uh, the idea of not having to spend money on things that within a week the kids aren't going to care about. Like, that's always been my thing. Oh, right. I remember as a kid. Not even a week. There are days where we've done a Christmas and half the gifts they're playing with and half are kind of in a pile. And you yeah, don't even yeah. see that they cared about them. Right. So, yeah. No, I, I so from a just from a financial standpoint, I... Uh, I love this. <laughs> yes, we know. <laughs> I don't like spending money. Um, so, but, but you will buy me nice gifts from time to time when it is not an occasion or yeah, a holiday. Yeah, when it's meaningful. Yeah, Valentine's Day, and you've surprised me and taken me off guard that that you're buying this thing for me, and it means so much more. So I do want right. you to know that. Oh yeah, All right, thanks. I think you're welcome. <laughs> no, I don't know what's the response to that. Um, anyhow. Uh, I buy you food. So we had a, a really nice time down in California. Um, spent the week there. For you, it was a change of pace. You disconnected from social media and all that. Yeah, For but me, I, I decided to just kind of lay low. Yep. Relax. For me, I worked because uh, I'm still on the clock. Like I had to be down there with my work laptop and... Um, I, I'm in a sales environment where I'm managing a, a, a team of sales folks and they're trying to meet their year-end goals. So I have to help them meet their year-end goals. So uh, not a whole lot changed for me except instead of working on the boat, I was working uh, at Kender's parents' place down in California. Yep. So um, pleasant Christmas uh, and then a pleasant drive back up to Washington with still no snow on the roads. Yeah. Um we it's got, a warmer winter. Yeah, yeah. Even here, we're having warmer temps. It was freezing cold a couple of months ago, but it's and it felt like it felt like Christmas, uh, or at least winter weather a couple of months ago. But yeah, it's been very mild. Um, but we get back home, and we got home last night. Yep, and the Tollycraft is gone, like gone, gone. And yeah, I looked for it when I. I did too. I did too. <laughs> I'm so used to seeing it in its own, its own slip, and it's. Nope, it's gone. So I had to call and get the insurance removed from that and um, let the mortgage master know that that slip is now available. So just a couple of things there. But that's that's a, a burden off my shoulders. Um, yeah, trying to keep two boats from not sinking is kind of stressful. <laughs> right. Um, the, the finalization of the sale of our house, I think, is supposed to happen today. Like we keep looking at our bank accounts to see if the money's posted um, from the sale of that house. And to be houseless. Then that burden will be gone. And. So on the one hand, it feels like, okay, we're completely free of all that. Um, it's a little scary. Yeah. It's a little scary to walk down the docks knowing that uh, I don't have another place to go to. Like, the boat is home. And we've been talking about that for a while. 
and I have these not mixed feelings, like not like feelings like, oh, I wish it was like such and such, but just it's such a change that I have to get used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's not a cakewalk. Uh, when we got back, we had to be re-reminded that we do live on a boat and there are boat things to take care of. Yep. Um, one of our electric heaters is rattling in a funny way, which means it needs to be taken apart and cleaned out <laughs> and possibly replaced. Um, a few episodes back, we mentioned that the pump uh, for our shower, not the water going into the shower, but the drain pump um, had suddenly stopped. And uh, today, no, Josh last cleaned night, it. It was really gross. We vacuumed up all the water. The the high water alarm had gone off. Yeah, yeah, that the whole thing. Um, well, it stopped again, which uh, means that instead of just fiddling with it and tapping on it and hoping that it'll it'll work properly, uh, I did have to get online to buy a new one. Um, we did discover, and we've known about this for a little while, but our diesel heater uh, kicks out a lot of soot, and that's normal. Like they're they're just kind of dirty burning. Uh, kind of off the side of the boat. Right. It has a, there's a little exhaust port on the side of the boat. Um, but it spits out uh, the soot into the boathouse, which would be fine, except we walk past that, and so does the cat. So there are black footprints all over our entire boat. Right. When we walk through it, we just take our shoes off. And yeah, we, we don't, don't walk. We don't walk all, all over the boat. All there's over not the boat. footprints all over the boat. <laughs> Whereas a cat. I mean, they're not like any other creature. The dog's not going to do this. I mean, they walk on everything. Yeah, they want to find a Every new place to stand, a new place to sit. Every little surface area <laughs> you can think of is got a cat paw print. Yep. So that's something that I'm going to have to figure out how to reroute some of that soot so it doesn't pile up all over the place. And, and we need to scrub the deck. I do. Wow. Yeah, Serious scrubbing. Like, I actually took a wet, wet uh, rag to wipe to thinking that it would just come off really easily. No, this is going to take it, like a brush scrubbing yeah. soap yep party so <laughs> so we live on a boat and there are boat things and we're going to be going into 2020 uh living 100 percent on our boat and spending most of our time uh on this adventure and hopefully taking the boat out more yeah i mean what i was thinking is after christmas we're on like kind of that down slope to, to summer you know, like every weekend could maybe get a little bit warmer, a little bit warmer. Nicer. Yeah. The days get a little bit longer now. So we're on that side of the slope. I don't think we need to wait that long. I'm actually thinking because no, the not... kids, the kids don't have school this coming week. Right. Even if it's raining, I want to take the boat out. Yeah, me too. Okay. And I wasn't thinking, I actually wasn't thinking once it gets warm. I just meant it's exciting to think that the days get longer, the weather oh, gets yeah, nicer, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I keep... <laughs> so when we go to Alaska, it'll be gorgeous this summer. Right. You said right. I tricked you. Oh, oh, shoot. <laughs> Do you even know what you said right? Did I say that we're going to Alaska this summer? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh... Well, this is the last episode of 2019. Yes. And... I just want to say thanks to everyone who's been listening along. It's it's so wild to me that uh, that we have the amount of listeners that we do who are literally just listening to the two of us chat through our daily lives. And I guess as I sit and listen and think about it, some of it's exciting. Some of it's kind of <laughs> kind of wild and crazy. Some of it's a little personal, and uh, not that we're ever nervous about being vulnerable about you know what what's going on in our lives. 
Um, but it's neat that we have people that are invested in our story. Well, again, some of this is we know that we are recording like our story for our kids to listen to later. Yeah. So kids in the future, when you're listening to this, this was the year you didn't get any Christmas presents. <laughs> But, and you were okay with it. That's right. That's right. But this was also the year that we started this journey. Um, both both the Let's Live on a Boat journey, the podcast journey. No, it's been a crazy year. Yeah. 2019 goes down in the books, man. Yep. Yep. It was crazy year. Um, but I'm so excited about where we are right now, um, both physically here on the Flybridge recording this podcast, but just where we are as a family. I was going to say, and I think our family's in a really good place. We, yeah. we, we went for a walk last night, took the dog for a walk, and we talked about it. Yep. That uh, our kids are in a really good place. Yeah. Uh, this, this move was hard. It was a long process. But on the other side of it, we are all doing really good. Yeah. So I am really looking forward to whatever 2020 is going to have for us. Um, things are changing with my job. Um it's kind of boring details, but my territory has changed, <laughs> which means I've had different geography. Uh, and so a different group of agents that I'll be working with. And uh, there's a different compensation structure. So I've got to kind of re-navigate through all that. Um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a neat adventure. Yep. So I'm glad I could do it with you, Kendra. Oh, I love you. I love you. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to our show. Uh, make sure to stop by dropanchorpodcast.com to see what we're doing, both uh, in pictures and uh, on Facebook and on Twitter. We've got all the links there. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. <laughs>